0: This, uh, this is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus-Cheek, and you're listening to the London, London, London Is Blue, Blue Podcast. Podcast.
1: All right, Chills fans, welcome back to another episode of the London Is Blue Podcast. As is your host, Brandon, my co-host, Nick and Dan. And gentlemen, we're back with almost the final World Cup date. That is right. The semifinals are done. We have our finalists. We'll be breaking it all down. Uh, but before we get into that, Nick... Um, I don't know how we paved the way for the Dan show after he was backstage in Seattle. I mean, the, the guy's a celebrity slinging drinks, rubbing elbows,
0: you know, um, the, the men in blazers have, uh, were incredibly kind and invited, uh, invited us to attend all of their live shows. Only, only one of those shows ended up in a city in which we live. And that was in Seattle. So Dan, uh, got pampered. Um, you know, he went into yes. the green room. He had many uh, gold bars delivered to him in person. It was a phenomenal experience for him. And uh, there's photographic evidence of, of Dan with Raj and with Davo, who's been on the show before. So Dan, I won't steal your thunder anymore, but tell us about the gold bars.
1: A chocolate font. Yeah. Well, Look, uh, I'm just glad
2: you could make the rider work in time to ensure my participation in this episode of uh, London is Blue. Very happy that uh, we were able to come to terms yeah. there, but
1: only green MMs
0: is a little weird to me, but yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it's seriously come on.
2: Look, uh, envy is a color of many. Um, <laughs> when you look at the what Raj and, and Devo did with this tour, you know, multiple cities, multiple nights, um, it was a packed house in, in Seattle and in the Showbox Soto, which is a, kind of a pretty, uh, pretty regular venue for a lot of acts. And yeah, they had a very uh, raucous crowd uh, throughout <laughs> the entirety of the evening, uh, plenty of people uh, shouting in the back where uh, I was sitting. Uh, again, Nick, uh, not maybe the plush seats that you're used to uh, when you get courted, but uh, well, in general, it was uh, just a really exceptional time, the way they pay tribute to a city when they come, um, uh, when I did take a walk through the green room, um, I saw that they had uh, Dick's Burgers, a-, a local delicacy here. Got to get yourself a Dick's Deluxe. They called for the Supersonics to come back, which will always get you a lot of positive recognition in the city of Seattle. Hey, That's Minnesota like a has
1: a problem with that nonsense, all right? You hear me, A-Rod? Listen up. Okay, well. Um, Listen up. Seattle, Supersonics. Make it happen. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean uh
2: you guys probably Giverd, want Sean uh, Kemp back <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to coach Living the, in team. the past. Sir <laughs> sort of mix a lot, closing out the night. I mean in general it was a really good time and then there was uh the post match or post uh post show party rather uh at, across the way at another bar. So just in general, really great time and and Raj and Dave, i think we're complimentary of the work that we've been doing which was uh, very nice and it was great to see uh, how how much of seattle uh, respected what they've done and how much of that community exists because of work that they've been able to put together and that's also a big part of their team and crew too so getting a chance to speak to some of their production people producers learn a little bit more i've got tech recommendations for brandon so maybe the pod can sound even better than it does already Look, there's uh mm. plenty of things that we can can take from learning, but in general, it the more conversation about soccer in a way that brings people into the sport and gives them an on-ramp
1: is is needed. And uh Minnesota Blazers does a whole lot of that. And so,
2: yeah, great show, great time.
1: All right. Well, Dan, thanks for your uh paid appearance. Uh we're going to take it from here. Uh it was All right. Nice. I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> this was a, an ad spot brought to you by Men and Blade. No, it's uh, clearly they didn't do enough vetting letting us in behind the, the scenes, but uh, very excited you got to uh, take that in, and we'll take on some of that experience into some of the things that we have planned going forward, which is awesome. But specifically for this episode, we are going to be talking about the messy magic that sees Argentina advance to the final over Croatia, uh, one step away from the perfect career from Lionel Lebleu vanquish the Atlas Lions to keep
0: their dreams of back-to-back titles alive. Whew. And and at the end, we're going to talk about getting back to Chelsea business after this damn World Cup. So stay nah. around for, uh, for a programming update. How about uh, that?
1: I don't know. I've gotten pretty comfy doing this once every yeah. four years. Seems nice. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Nick, the trip is booming. I think we're almost at 10 registrations. We might have just nicked it. If not, we're close, uh, which means we are well on our way to filling that bad boy.
0: Yeah, we, we do have a cap. So, you know, I know there are a lot of people, Dan's been conversing with people in, in our Twitter DMs and through email and stuff like that. So if you are considering, let us know. I mean, there, there are only a certain amount of spots that we can uh, fill up on this thing. So I uh, hate to make the scarcity argument, but there it is. Uh, Just as a reminder as to what you might be purchasing, uh, March 3rd through the 8th, a nice week in London, Uh, Chelsea versus Dirty Leeds at home in the Premier League, Chelsea versus Dortmund in the Champions League at home, Uh, and then we are also going to do Chelsea Women versus Brighton at King's Meadow. What an unbelievable time that will be. Uh, And look, hotel tickets uh, to the matches included, breakfast, all that fun stuff. Uh, our promo code has ended, unfortunately. So if you missed that, we are, are sorry about that. But the uh, the trip only takes a or it only takes a five hundred dollar deposit, I should say, Dan, to secure your spot. And uh, there are also payment plans available. So tell the tell the other people what what they can do outside of what I've just described on this damn trip.
2: They can go to a live pod. Oh yeah, we already have even had Joe Tweeds wants to do a live Tinkerman episode. We'll have to see if we can pencil that in. I'm sure that would Three get people or four more hours. very excited. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the time block is going to be aggressive. <laughs>
0: it's a whole afternoon, so it's just like, settle in. It's like
2: when you invite somebody over for a dinner, and it's uh, a dinner that goes on four or five hours. Um, yeah, there's uh, you know some general pre and post love match you, <laughs> pints that we love to get into. There's a whole lot of fun to be had. I think that, you know, for everybody that I'm talking to, books will probably be closer to like 60 percent of our cap. Uh, I don't – the the numbers are not everybody will close. I don't have a 100 percent close rate and things like this. Uh, but I'm glad that we've been able to help out and answer questions. And so please uh, hit up DMs on Instagram, Twitter, Twitter. TikTok, uh, shoot us an email, hit us up on our discord, whatever way you can think to get in contact with us. We would be happy to answer questions for you because we want you to have a great time. There are plenty of people who are talking about like, um, thinking about asking for it as a gift for, for Christmas or part of his gift or, Hey, like I'm, you know, maybe changing jobs and I'm going to potentially, you know, do this as a way to like celebrate that. And so we're just looking forward to getting a chance, being back in London with a group, celebrating with a bunch of people and, uh, being that group. Because uh, we will be that group. What
0: what a, what a pro move to the person who's like, what if I just change jobs and take a little sabbatical in the middle there, go over to London and watch some football? What, what an incredible flex that would be.
1: I mean, there's 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 levels to this game. There's ways <laughs> to play it. Uh, Lock it up. Hit us up if you have questions. Payment plan. Get your deposit. You know the deal. Uh, Links in the link tree and all of our social media accounts. You can email us. We'll get you connected with the friends (laughs) at XL Tours as well. So, anyways, um, I think we're going to take our ad break. When we get back, it is all about Magic Messi in Argentina beating Croatia. I can't wait. Thanks to sponsors. We'll be right back. If you're bored of the US Netflix, why not just take it for a spin in the UK? Using NordVPN and a click of a button, you can do just that. No need to travel to Japan for your favorite anime when NordVPN brings it right to you with over 5,000 plus server options. No show is out of your reach. Using my link, nordvpn.com forward slash London is blue. You can receive a huge discount on a two year plan plus one free month. We all love to binge, but look, privacy is a big deal too. NordVPN keeps your information encrypted so you never have have to worry about your IP or location getting out. They've also doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an infected file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes the mess of your computer. Don't forget, there's literally no risk when you use our 30 day money back guarantee. Give it a try. And if you like it, great. If you don't, they'll issue you a refund. You can pretend the entire situation never happened. Check out my link again. That's nordvpn.com forward slash London is blue to get your subscription started today. All right, and this is where the house becomes divided 1 versus 2, I believe on this one. Argentina 3 Croatia nil. Uh not a lot from the Croatians, but you could also say kind of a lot of the same. They had one shot on target in 120 minutes against Brazil. They doubled it today with two shots from 12. Argentina, on the other hand, had nine shots with seven on target. Unbelievably clinical. They had a 2.5 XG to Croatia's 0.6. Argentina, though, only had 39% possession. They were clinical on the counterattack, absolutely being patient, waiting for Croatia to overextend themselves. Uh, And it was just pretty straightforward done and dusted they got that weird uh f- kind of fluky first goal Nick where they was off of a Croatia corner kick they collected it burst out of the gates uh a couple lucky bounces <laughs> where uh the defender was turned the wrong way and it ended up falling right to the feet of the attacker
0: yeah that was the that was the second goal that's um, right the first the first goal was the incredibly clear penalty that was also a little bit fluky in, in which the ball kind of made its way through, uh, there as well. I, I mean, I, I think obviously you win three nil, you deserve to win. Right. Um, I think Clayton Bierman, who is a wonderful friend of the pod. And if you go on the trip, there's a high likelihood you'll meet him in, in person, uh, said, boy, all this possession, no end product. Who does this remind you of? <laughs> and, uh, and pretty much that was Croatia's the whole night. Uh, this is, a team that hasn't scored a bunch in this tournament. They uh, looked to be struggling offensively, and uh, I, you know, I think for me, just didn't. They, they looked overwhelmed at times. Dan and this one, Argentina, were swarming the ball. They were not allowing any quarter, and and this was just a pretty clinical performance.
2: Argentina feels like Thanos as he continued to pick up different infinity stones and that they seemingly get stronger and stronger with each individual match as if they've just pulled, uh, you know, out of Modric's head, the, the stone <laughs> thrown it under the glove. And that's, it's another one done. It's another one dusted. And they're one match, 90 minutes, maybe 120 minutes, maybe 120 minutes plus penalties away from Lionel Messi winning his first world cup and potentially his only World Cup in that regard. So this was a fun game. I don't know. I, I mean, it, it was back and forth. It was for what it was. I mean, Croatia had possession, but didn't do anything with it. Um, I mean, they they fought valiantly, but Argentina were...
1: I don't even know if it's critical. Like, that's FDA approved, my man. They're, they're handing that out to the masses. So, yeah, you guys... Jogman, remember again. Uh, they did have that big counter attack uh, where the goalkeeper ended up smashing into the Argentinian player. Uh, Messi redeeming himself after missing uh, a penalty earlier in the tournament. And then, obviously, it was the corner kick. And then again, Julian Alvarez uh, finishing off. Messi just dusted. Um, how do you say his last name again? Gavardiol. Yeah, Gavardiol. Uh, dusted him, uh, just squared it back to the penalty spot, you know,
0: wide open, top of the box, uh, deuces. That kinda, that kinda felt like the, when, when the Argentina world cup horn sounded at the beginning of the tournament, I was like, nah, I don't really think so. Um, Losing to Saudi Arabia, you're like, all right, definitely not happening. Well, and just like they've they've consistently underperformed in major tournaments. Um, o- only recently did they win a, ma- a major trophy for for Leo uh, with Copa America, right? I mean, th- this is a team that has not—they be- have all this talent. They've always had all this talent. It's, it's an absurd collection of individuals, but they played previously like a collection of individuals, not as a team. That messy goal, Dan. To me, I was like, uh-oh. "Uh oh," he's cooking, and he's he's cooking a dude 15 years younger than him in embarrassing fashion, and passing it to a, a guy in Alvarez who's just a stud. I mean, him and Enzo Fernandez are just my god. <laughs> You're just like this. This team is set up for Messi to leave, like pretty much straight after this World Cup. Um, but it kind of now nah, there's there's it feels like a slow march to inevitability as much as I hate that.
2: Well, and think about when the Premier League returns, you have Juan Alvarez, who is joining or will be more in the spotlight as he returns to Manchester City with Erling Holland to just continue World Domination Tour 2023 for them. I hate it. I hate the... <laughs>
0: Embarrassment of riches. So, someone said, I find it really unfair that the team that got Erling Holland also got Julian Alvarez for basically nothing in comparison. 15 million. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, whoa. I think we <laughs> like, spent more on Chuck Omega. We did yeah, Couldn't be, could be
2: my club. Couldn't be my club.
1: So uh with this, look, uh Argentina dominant very um Smart in this one, the the way they managed it. Uh, Messi holding his left hamstring from early on, but it seemed to not uh, end up being a factor in this one. Uh, Look, guys, I I am so impressed with Argentina. I would love to see them lift it. I want to see. I would be fine with Messi having the perfect nightcap to his career. I think he's done everything else. This would firmly plant him above Cristiano Ronaldo. No more debate ever. I understand the shithousery and kind of the the style and they play in some things like that, but um, this is why we have differences here. I I am totally fine with Argentina winning. It goes back to South America. France don't need to repeat, uh,
0: and and that's what I'm I'm hoping for. I mean, we'll we'll get to the final talk here in a bit because we do have to talk about the France game. But I would much rather see Olivier Giroud lift it twice than Messi lift it once, always and forever. So. That is just where I am at personally.
1: Argentina. Oh, I was going to say Argentina have reached the World Cup final for the sixth time, doing so in two of the last three editions of the World Cup. Uh, they were there fourteen. Iguain missing the sitter to give it to Messi at that one. Um, only Germany uh, has reached more finals in the competition. They've reached it eight times. Uh, Argentina has done six. They are level with Italy and Brazil. That is a. A lot yeah. of finals being made. So Brazil's only lost one final. Think about that. And that was... That's... No, oh, they won an to know 2
0: Yeah. What was the... It had to have been like the 40s or 50s, right? Or yeah, something I mean, like that early definitely, on. Definitely historical at this point. Uh, yeah, because... Uh, yeah, they were talking... <laughs> I knew Brazil were doomed the minute that they... the The shirt... Uh, mockups got released with "Where are we gonna put the sixth star?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, that's a terrible thing! Don't do that." I mean, uh, We all know better. Get a grip! Uh, look, Messi's been phenomenal uh, in this in this tournament, but uh, it, you, three you, you goals, may find it, two assists. Yeah, you may find it interesting, however, that before this tournament, Lionel Messi had failed to score a World Cup knockout stage goal in 756 minutes of action, Dan. Despite attempting 23 shots, uh, however, uh, last 16, goal, quarterfinal, goal, semifinal, goal, and one of the dirtiest assists that you'll ever see in your life. Uh, thoughts and feelings about uh, old Messi there, Tim? Is it
2: written in the stars that he will score in the final? To take the golden golden boot away from Kylian Mbappe as well? Both level on five goals apiece? Is it going to happen? Stay tuned later in the episode when we talk about the final.
1: Well, uh, it is all to be played. Uh, I like that Julian Alvarez and Olivia Drew are both in second on four. So you have four players vying for the golden boot in the final. You love to see it. Um, I, I mean, Dan, you haven't really planted your flag uh, between Argentina and this one. Uh, do you think they're the, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to like accidentally say something like that perpetuating a a stereotype, thing like that, but a feisty, an emotional Argentina that has plenty of shit housery in them. Um, are you happy for Messi? You talked about Alvarez a little bit and how good he is coming in this one. Uh, I mean, what do you make of Argentina? I
2: think they look like a really tough side to beat, and I think they match up well against the French side. I did. I did say. And uh, the odds were not against me when I said this, or they were against me, that a non-European side would win the World Cup. That was my little sneaky bet I threw in there. Brazil Hmm. didn't do it, but Argentina might get the job done. Can I ask how much you put on that sneaky bet? Yeah, Dan. Mm -hmm. What's a unit? Uh, 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 (laughs) Online betting is not allowed in the
1: state of Washington. I'll have you know that.
0: Really interesting, Dan. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Well, uh, I'll have uh, our accountants check the uh, tax statements end of year, make sure we're clean. To to Dan's bookie listening to this call, he's good for it. Don't you worry. Uh, The man will pay you.
1: All right. Um, Yeah, I think, look, there there wasn't too much to talk about this one. It was straightforward. But you know who really stood out from the Croatian team? It wasn't Modric this time. It was Kovacic. He -hmm. was absolutely everywhere. He was involved in everything. The only thing he can't do is score goals. We know that. But he literally would take the ball from box two box and then they would kind of run out of options at that one uh nick the fact that you know when we have him he's banged up apparently he's good with the croatian national teams i think he's played damn near every single minute in, in this tournament um but he looked again uh good minus an M product but we know that about him
0: yeah i, I mean i feel for him because the minute uh, they, they identified him as the threat, right? It was pretty obvious that uh, Argentina were double teaming him most of the game. And when he would get into a dangerous area, everyone would kind of like the defense would kind of suck up to him because they don't Croatia Doesn't really have that in behind goal threat, right? They have, they have a couple of really talented strikers, but they're not going to break line, you know, break any line. So that's a really difficult thing. You, you kind of have to play the perfect cross or the, you know, perfect cutback for for their strikers to score. Whereas Argentina are a lot more dynamic going forward. So every time Kovacic got the ball in a dangerous area, Dan, it was like big suck to to him. Every you know three or four players is that infamous photo of him getting dragged down from behind three or four guys around him. And, and you know, it's it's really not unlike his job at Chelsea most of the time, where it's like you know if he's a part of a midfield too, like he's taking on one or two players every. Uh, every uh, turn that he has offensively but it it just wasn't enough unfortunately and and my only hope last note on this is that he doesn't play the third place game um you know i think just please rest him play another young buck in midfield please please
2: yeah i mean he played in six matches 545 minutes uh that that seems off but um yeah, with all the extra time stuff, too. Uh, just in general, yeah, send him back to Chelsea, SW6, uh, ASAP, uh, pay for the premium sh- shipping package. Uh, we will yeah, uh, you know, take all uh, financial liability for that one and uh, just make sure that his knees and legs and every other part of his body is intact because, boy, oh, boy, it is a quick turnaround to the start of the season. I imagine he'll have a longer rest period than... Uh, at- everyone else, uh, he and, he and Ziyech, so imagine they won't be ready for the first match back, but hopefully they are back in very short order, uh, we will need him.
1: All right, we're gonna take our second eye break, when we're back, uh, we're gonna be going through a lot in the France versus Morocco game, so again, thanks to sponsors, and we'll be right back. All right, before we jump into it, though, Dan, we have some updates as well, some friendly reminders, uh, kicking off, uh, with, um, I don't even know how to explain this, I mean, You sat down, you pressed the keys, and then you were like, hit send, and now we have a newsletter? Little tippy taps Uh, on the old keyboard. It's called Writing.
2: Brandon, have you heard of it? No.
0: Please tell tell us more, Dan.
2: Is that the cat gif where it just. Yes, it's the cat gif. Um, (laughs) So the newsletter, uh, the London is Blue Dispatch, coming to you weekly, is now live. That's right. You just got to use the echo. If you don't use the echo, it doesn't count. London's Blue Dispatch 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 is a weekly Chelsea newsletter. Uh, we, we had a little a little bit of extra in there as well. We had uh, this first one. We did kind of pay tribute to Grant Wall and his passing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and thoughts are still with uh, his family in a uh, very kind of awful period, awful time. We talked a little bit about what's going on, uh, Chelsea, in case you missed it. Gave a couple updates around what's going on with the men's team, the academy team, the women's team, and everything in between. Uh, Also talking about the whale fin issue. Uh, It's not a whale of a good time for them and the Amber group (laughs) at this moment, nor our sleeve sponsor. And then uh, we did kind of just offer up a little direction on what's going on with the trip so people were aware. But, uh, you know, very, very positive response. Really appreciate a couple people reaching out directly, saying that they enjoyed the first one. Uh, We will get additional contributors and contributions in there. Maybe even Brandon Busby. We'll find out what typing and writing
0: is and put together a part of it. Who knows? But if you We're subscribe. Have to, we'll have to get him a tutor, Dan, but I think he can do it. i It's called sure. a ghostwriter dummy. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to if you wait for a tutor you. to, to you know,
1: get it across the line, you might Mavis be Maybe Mavis Beacon
2: teaches typing. Brandon Busby edition. Um, look, uh, London is blue dot beehive, B-E-E h-i-i-v dot com gets you to the newsletter you can sign up there and uh next we'll be going out on monday so look forward to will be a little post world cup conversation maybe joe tweeds uh has a little paragraph that he wants me to put in there too who knows you might get it uh it's completely free though so do it
0: yeah we've wanted to do this for a long time and because of everything else that we do which is a shit ton of stuff we have failed to get around to it but merch up and running. Newsletter up and running. YouTube up and running. We're just making all sorts of progress here, guys. Uh, also, go get your merch. Last kind of chance before the holidays for your Chelsea uh, people yeah. out there.
1: Yeah, and apologize. I didn't realize that we did have Chaos and Trophy shirts. I ship those out by hand, so uh, I will be getting those out as well as quickly as we can to try to accommodate that. So, uh yeah, a lot going on. Um, we're obviously ramping back up, getting ready for a massive second half of the season. It's literally two separate seasons, and and we gotta be ready to go. So uh coverage will be ramped up per usual. But guys, Le Bleu beat the Atlas Lions. Morocco, the underdog story is no more. They have crashed out. Uh, a little bit harsh for them though, Dan. Uh injuries, you know. Um Kind of piling up right at the end. Uh, they had a, their center back who got hurt in the Double Spain game. a yellow card. Well, yeah, yeah. Right that. at the
2: end of the last match too.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're pretty much both center backs ended up not playing because Sice came uh, off early with a thigh injury. But they still were never really out of it. They created chances. You know, they only had the the they had an XG of one. Couldn't get it. Uh, they had 13 shots, three on target to Francis, 14 with three on target. They had 61% possession. Uh, nobody can say they did not fight until the final whistle by any means. Oh, yeah. They kept it going till the very bitter end. I think at one
2: point our good friend Ollie said uh, the, the best player that they uh, – <laughs> the only player keeping him in it at one point was Olivier Giroud not being a little more clinical in front of goal, which, you know what? He scored four goals this entire campaign. Let's take it a little easy on the guy. He's, you know, yeah, really – he's
0: Ollie. I'm sure multiple he's Multiple levels
2: above his – last tournament contribution so we just need to kind of keep that in mind Morocco were good value for it I think the first goal coming so early really disrupted it I would have enjoyed to see a little bit more back and forth during the match I think that really changed the entire dynamic of the game because at that point Morocco had to kind of go chase but they were They had plenty of possession of the ball, but they weren't getting into that final third, Nick, and giving themselves plenty of opportunity to pepper it in. It was really only until after halftime, effectively, that they started to press. And even a lot of those shots kind of came in the 80th, 90th minute to really kind of push it forward. So in general, I I do think the stats are just a a touch misleading because I think Morocco definitely tried a couple of opportunities. Um, It just was not their day. And... Look, I mean, I think France had a ton of great contributions. Griezmann has been exceptional in this tournament and was exceptional again in this match. Uh, Mbappe just continues to do Mbappe things. And if France are contributing on their day and getting it done, they're going to be a real, real tough get for Argentina in this form.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take the Morocco piece right now because I actually think from a football perspective, this is the best they played all tournament. Um, they dared to go forward. They dared to possess the ball. Um, they were aggressive in uh, counter pressing. You know, they had a couple of just stone cold opportunities. One that gets stuck underneath Kounde, which you know potentially changes the game. And uh, you know, I, I really I feel for them because I think if they would have had a goal, even a late goal to go down two one that the last handful of minutes would have just been pure chaos. And I would have really loved that for their supporters in the stadium because they were tremendous. I mean, there there was a moment uh, during a free kick where a, a couple of France players, because they were down at the Morocco end, had to, like, plug their ears. That's how loud it was in there. And, I, you know, I just... I, I, I love this Morocco team. I love the grit that they play with. Uh, you know, it's always going to be hard coming up against France. I mean, France are... You know, if you think Argentina is talented, look at fucking France. I mean, this award. isn't even their A team. No, I mean no, missing a Ballon
1: d'Or winner. You you just say what you want about Pogba on his day, he is elite, world class. And Golokante is not there, um, and Kunku got hurt, and I think there's one or two others. So like, this is kind of their
0: B plus A minus team, and they're still walking the damn World Cup. Yeah, and, and you know, y- you look at them, and, and they are they are just a incredibly clinical team. I mean, like, on balance, it's it's a fair result. I mean, I, I, I do feel for Morocco, having played what I think was their best football in tournament, to not come away with with anything here. But, I mean, France is going to have to play a lot better in the final than they've played <laughs> the, the last few matches. They're going to have to really ratchet it up to 10 to take on this Argentina team in the form that they're in. I, you know, Mbappe has been pretty quiet the last two games, he, of course, got a, a couple of moments. First goal is a little fluky, um, to be honest. Second goal, he did his damn thing and dribbled through eight players <laughs> to get to get there. So, I, you know, I I think my hope for France is that they, they, they seemed a little too passive to me, Brandon. Like, they're a little too willing to sit back and absorb possession. My, my hope is that both teams in the final just go at it because they Argentina sat back. Against Croatia, too, and just counterattacked. And it'll be a weird game if they both try and sit back. (laughs) Yeah. There has to be one that tries to do something.
1: Yeah. I mean, in this one, you know, 38% possession. But the second they get that early goal, you know, fifth-minute Teo Hernandez scores. Uh, Now they're in the driver's seat, right? They don't have to push for anything. Uh, Even against England, they had 42% possession. So they've definitely just kind of done the bare minimum. Oh, I saw a tweet. I forgot who it was. I think it was mm, I don't know. I'm I, this is bad on me, but there Oh, it was Liam. Is Liam Liam Liam. He tweeted that it is uh, it is very impressive the level of per- commitment France have to not trying one step extra from doing the absolute minimum of winning. Like and that is where they've been, right? They to your point, have done just enough to continue to win. And uh, they don't stretch themselves. It seems like they don't kind of, you know, look to put anyone to the sword. You know, the 3-1 Poland game, that was very easy for them. Poland didn't really put much up. So, um, yeah, they nah. they are a good squad. This could have been five. I mean, Giroud should have had, easily should have had one himself. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but Griezmann is starting to creep up, is... Shots for player of the tournament. Oh, I I think so. I mean, I think if France win it, Graceman is the player of the tournament. He has been. I mean, Dan mentioned it earlier, but he he's the guy on the field that right now I'm looking at and I'm like, holy shit, this dude is everywhere. He is contributing in between the lines offensively. Some, some guy made a joke on my Twitter timeline today that uh, he, he went from playing center forward ish in the first match to now playing central defensive midfield. Like that's where, that's where he's kind of ended up as they've seated possession. Uh, he's been fucking fantastic. And I think, um, as having a little bit of a contract issue, um, uh, perhaps with that Madrid and Barcelona, the, between them, uh, wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a terrible option to to look at if you're old Todd, but, um, uh, just the last notes on Morocco, because we, we will bid them adieu as they play Croatia in the third place game. Uh, Hakimi and Ziyech were tremendous today. I mean, they had, the I think, the highest pass combination outside of el Yarik and Onahi. Um, so that was a really great combination. Both of them played really well. Um, Morocco completed more passes tonight than they did the entire uh, extra time against Portugal, um, to, uh, full time against Portugal, and then uh, Liam tweeted, uh, Walid Rawari, is, Rawari uh, is the biggest winner of this World Cup, a coach with bright ideas and a bright future. Uh, you have to just pay a huge amount of respect to him uh, to come in basically September 1st, as, as Matt made it very clear. Hired on August 31st, not August 1st. Uh, to come in and make this team gel, to bring players back in from the cold, to, to play a style that suited their strengths and to beat uh, Spain and Portugal on the way to giving France all they could handle. I, I thought was just a it's a tremendous job for him and uh, hopefully he uh, he takes that and runs with it. So uh, by the way, I was looking at some things. Brazil
1: lost in 98 to France in the final. Um, you're right
0: you're right Duh.
1: and I know I I looked that up because uh here it says France are the first nation to reach back-to-back World Cup finals since Brazil in 02 which means they were in 98 and and they lost uh first European country to do so since Germany in 1990 um obviously this was the first time Morocco had conceded to an opposing player in the tournament uh, they had a six game uh unbeaten run at the world cup morocco did win three draw three and then uh france this will be their fourth world cup final of all time obviously the first since 1998 um or i'm sorry they all since 1998 so you talk about their level of success 98 2006 2018 2022 uh love myself a good zizou headbutt. After the O2, I think I was in college at some point and I actually found this is like before um Etsy, you know where they had like those craft t-shirts and I found a Zizu headbutting Matarazzi like outline and a t-shirt <laughs> and I bought it. So, <laughs> big fan, <laughs> big fan of of apparently violence in World Cups because I love that Argentina Dutch game. So, um, the, the last thing on
2: the Morocco side, uh, Unahi, if you haven't listened to the episode that Sam and I did, CFC Central, talking about potential targets that Chelsea should be considering, uh, he used the phrase Bellingham liked when he described him in the why would you look at this player. And so, again, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check it out. It's near the tail end of it. You might, might enjoy listening to that after this fact.
1: All right. Well, what that means is we have. A really another third-place game that I can't express enough how little the players Is, be, is that why
0: you were yawning while you were saying the words? The is that- players
1: want to go home. They're
0: done. Yes. They've done the Desperate. dog and pony show. C- but,
1: can they just do a coin flip? But FIFA want to squeeze out a little more TV revenue out of this one. So Croatia is going to be playing Morocco in the third-place game, the 63rd game of the tournament, on Saturday. It, it's uh, bright and early Saturday morning. Can't wait. Set your alarm.
2: I don't know, though. I know you're saying that. But, like, at the end of the day, like, seeing the Morocco supporters in the stand, the Croatian supporters in the stand, the volumes, uh, particularly the Moroccan fans attended this these matches in, if they're already there, like, that place is going to be crazy loud. And you don't think they're going to want to win one more time in this? Lo- like, so the, the last thing they did, they did in this World Cup was lose. Like lose in consecutive matches and go home with nothing, I, I don't know. Thirty-one
1: I, I teams go home with a loss.
2: I think it's a pride thing. I
1: personally. think
2: those fans are gone. There's nothing to play for. We we will we'll take a look at what the stands look like on Saturday.
1: I agree. I mean they haven't been full anyways, but uh, I, I think a lot of those fans <laughs> well,
2: are going well to be gone. We'll visually inspect. I'm not I'm not saying we need to look at the total numbers. No, no, for sure. Be Do anyway. the eye test. <laughs> Yeah.
0: You can do a sound test with them. I mean, they're they're loud. Guys. Big loud. There's nothing left on the line.
1: They have to go back and play club football. They want a break. This is literally nothing more than Infantino and FIFA squeezing more dollars out of this tournament. It does nothing for the players. I get your argument, Dan, but I can tell you what. Once you've been knocked out and the prize is taken away, you don't give a shit. I mean, could you imagine... NFL teams playing a third place game. You lost the conference championships, and so now you get to play trying to
2: win a bronze
1: medal. A
2: what? A, a bronze medal. Like, but that's the Olympics. Yeah, you know what? You didn't get a gold, but but Olympics, World you're Cup fighting is for way, first way second way more similar. Play rock paper scissors. There's no trophy for
0: third place though. Like Olympics. If, it, hear me out. I have a solution. You guys are bickering <laughs> for no reason. Keep flipping we coins. In up, rock paper scissors. We line up every single player on the field. Okay. A big table in between the two teams. Uh, some sort of beverage doesn't have to be alcoholic. If, if that be. goes against your code, uh, it would be for me if I was a part of this. And we have a giant flip cup from one end all the way to the other players, staff, admins, everybody's involved, drink the thing, flip the cup. And it goes all the way down. And the winning team Gets to be third place. How about that?
1: Survivor style or one and done?
0: Survivor style, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Work your way from like It can't be that easy. Work your way way down from 45. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would be awesome. All right. It doesn't matter what we think. It is happening. Uh, You know, at this one, it looks like Croatia are slight favorites. I mean, everyone just wants to get out of there without an injury at this point. Uh, I think you're going to see a ton of rotations right? Like you're probably not going to see Kovacic. You're not going to see Modric. I hope Mm not guys that haven't played. This would be their token opportunity to say they played in the world cup, even though it's got an asterisk next to it. But the final Dan, the final Argentina and France Sunday, the 64th game at Lucille stadium. Hopefully they fixed the field. The pitches look like absolute dog shit out there. Um, This one is as tight as you can draw it up. The win probability on Google in 90 minutes is Argentina 34%, France 35%, and extra time has a 31% probability. The betters as you have here listed is Argentina plus 180, France plus 180, and a draw at plus 205. What are we going to do here?
0: Just so flip- you're not going to win any money, that's, that's yeah. basically what you mean. That, there. that is true, yeah. Bet halves. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Dan, Dan's bookie uh, is is already in his ear. This, he, this, just, did, he this just did a little illegal tap to the in
1: Washington <laughs> argument is starting to fall apart pretty quickly. <laughs>
0: yeah, it you're, seems really
1: odd.
2: You can have fun playing it's like the fake stock market, you know, when you like, like STX, you played fake stock market. oh god Uh, wow let's not go there Um, (laughs) oh harry Potter. um Uh. (laughs) this is as tight as it could be i think that in general argentina france i don't know i i I, i'm really torn i think the narrative is great for both of them france doing the double back-to-back is hard as hell in the world cup to get it done because of the way the squads rotate over i mean a lot of players are new a lot of players haven't always been on this side so for some of them it's maybe an opportunity to get the first one for some it's a second some people some players never get a single world cup in their entire career like the man on the other side in the the the, the white and blue and Lionel messi getting the one trying to get the first one his whole squad rallying around him, him as the talisman to take them forward into battle to get it all done, Nick. I I don't know. in terms of pageantry, story, narratives. this is about as good as you could draw up as a final for a World Cup.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it you know each each international team has pedigree players on each side are absolutely insane <laughs> um the styles are even a little similar in the way that they play um, you of course would love to see France at full strength for this one because I think that would just be uh, maybe the edge that we're looking to to give a team here but uh, I my, my favorite part of the pre-match to this is everyone's uh, going to try and be the underdog. <laughs> Each team's gonna try and claim underdog status. The world doesn't believe we can do it, uh, stuff, and it's like, no, the world believes each one of these teams can fucking win this game because they're both really talented. So uh, it'll be interesting to see who uh, tries to claim that ground. Um, yeah, I, w- I would just say this: like, uh, I am, I am definitely supporting France. I think Argentina uh, are bastard coated bastards with bastard filling, and uh, I am, I'm very much pro Olivier Giroud uh, as. It's kind of the last man standing, um, and uh, and look, my favorite part of Sunday is going to be that this fucking tournament is over and we get to get back to our normal lives after this. So, um, very excited for it to to happen, but very excited for this tournament to end. Brandon, back to you. Look, I'm massively on Argentina's side. I get what you're saying.
1: I've I've loved it. Uh, the passion that they have is amazing. Uh, one thing for France, it looks like uh, Rabio and Upamecano will recover from the flu for this game. They missed this uh, this semifinal game against Morocco, uh, so it looks like everyone should be healthy, right? No key players missing. It will be the best versus the best. I think uh, Argentina. This is hilarious. Their key to success is going to be goading a French player to do something stupid, to react, to do, you know, and, and get an advantage that way. Argentina play on emotion. Uh, they just have to make sure they keep their cool and don't just let it spill over.
0: Um, this team. That's actually, it's a good point though, on the refereeing, right? Because there's there, there hasn't been very many like hard disciplinary lessons learned in this world cup. It's the last game. Like, if there's a red card challenge, do you think a red card will happen? Because I don't. And then what happens? The game kind of sinks into chaos. Like, I don't know. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, you're good. You
1: just got me thinking. Um, They have not announced who the referee is going to be yet. They think uh, Mr. Taylor, come on down. (laughs) Marciniak, the Polish referee, is apparently the favorite. Uh, The Mexican referee, Cesar Ramos. uh, The American Ismail, F. Elfath. Are key contenders? No, um, no. he's terrible. At could MLS. you imagine no. having an Sam Mark music? Could you have an, an MLS referee doing world the World
0: Cup, Cup final? Oh like, no! So
1: there's a run-up for the penalties, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hey, fellow, bring the other goal over here, please. We're gonna. We're gonna do goalie throws, and that's gonna be fun. Yeah.
1: So, anyways, uh, the the world famous uh, Italian referee Colina and his team are gonna appoint and make recommendations and things like that. So uh, we'll have to see how it all shakes out. But you know, it's it's one of those things where you gotta take in nationalities and things like that into consideration as well as performance, uh, because you can't have any spots on it. Uh, Dan, you were going to uh, point a flag, I think, before we wrapped. Yeah, Dan. I I would say that I'm rooting for.
2: One individual in particular. The referee! Not only. (laughs) To have a good good clean game. He has his name on the back of his jersey for the first time in a World Cup. you got to respect him for contributing every minute of the match. Uh, I think the one player who not only would have his second World Cup trophy, but be the all-time leading scorer for his country in Olivier Giroud, the sexy French forehead. You gotta be rooting for him and his team.
1: He literally just
0: said what he said. Like yeah. nothing there was of your own accord. Dan comes <laughs> through. With, I I just hope both teams have fun. You know, <laughs> get out there, you rascals.
2: <laughs> I'm rooting for everybody to go, have go a good play. time. I want I want the fan
1: to have the best time of them all. Well, we know that's not happening because it's only but na. Anyways. Uh, before we wrap, just a quick reminder. Uh, regular programming is coming. Uh, we, we're, we do have some more uh, content coming out with Sam and the World Cup Next Gen Series. Uh, famous CFCs continue to plug. You just got a little taste of the Tinkerman again. Um, nothing like Joe Tweed sitting on a train bench <laughs> waiting for the Metro to come You thought back.
2: Hamlet was good with his soliloquies. Boy, oh boy. Let me talk to you about a Joe Tweed Marathon. I call it a heaping holes. helping
0: of tweeds. Yeah. that's what I like to call that. Um,
2: that's, that's, that's a regular size serving in the Midwest.
0: Let, let me get a uh, let me get a heaping helping of, of old tweeds there. Uh, I will say this week's famous CFC is awesome. Uh, the the Rick Glanville, Gary Barone pairing uh, did a World Cup special of Chelsea players who have played for their international side. So it's kind of a nice bow on the World Cup experience from the famous CFC crew. And I will tell you on that podcast, we have some absolute bangers coming up, even an episode with uh, notable Chelsea board member, Barbara Sharone. So uh, you're going to want to stay tuned for that one coming up.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that the first podcast appearance? That individual?
0: It, it could be, Dan. It really could be. Oh, so. Ho, 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 ho. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Look, I'm and, and look. Everyone knows that before we head off for the holidays, we always do a holiday mailbag. So at some point uh, over the next couple of days, Dan will finally remember to put out our holiday mailbag uh, question prompt on Twitter.
2: Last oh, chat. Chat GPT will do it for me.
0: Yep. There we go. Uh, and uh, and we will answer all of your fun, interesting, ridiculous uh, holiday questions uh, for the uh, to go out, I think, on the Wednesday before before Christmas. So you have some traveling questions. Uh, some traveling uh, podcast to, to warm your heart. So we're getting back to Chelsea, damn it. Yeah. Final. No,
1: absolutely. I mean, we're going to go, like, the week of the, the, the 26th, it's Academy, Next Gen, Match Review, Matt Law, famously. Like, we are right back into it. And so uh, we will be there with you along the way. But we are done for today. Uh, we'll be back after El Final when Argentina
0: have lifted... La Copa Mundial, it will be beisimo. It'll be really hard for them to do that when Olivier Giroud is holding it, you know. So that'll be interesting. <sighs> WWE match. All right. Um, I'm
1: taking Giroud. <laughs> one more game. Well, two. Sorry, the third place game. One, one more real game. One more real game. Uh, let us know. I want to hear your predictions. Ping us on the Twitter sphere. Um, that's really where we're taking a lot of replies. Otherwise discord, we should jump in there and and check on everybody make sure they're doing all right. Uh, we're enjoying it again. If you're looking for Chelsea community, discord is a way to do it through Patreon. Uh, if you have ideas or guests, you want us to get in, continue to plug us with your ideas It is going really well. Uh, And let us know what you think about the content. There's a lot of content that's going to be rolling out into your ears and we want to know how it goes and check out Dan's newsletter. Uh, he worked really, really hard. Apparently, he might have used ChatGPT. He might have just given it away. So I'm going to go back and reread it, make sure it's coherent. Uh, but if you haven't subscribed, you can click in our Twitter. Uh, we have a little box there that says click subscribe, and it'll take you right to it. So anyways, we are out, Chelsea fans. Uh, Hope you would enjoy it. So until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.